us to him as the body of Christ, sir. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. My God. So you got to know where you're gifted at. And Minister Al is definitely a teacher. And uh, you're going to get the rest of that message out. Because I know you had a lot to unpack. And you should. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Wow. Yeah. I love y'all. You got to tell people that I know we have some new people online and I know we have some new people in the house. Did you tell them you love them? I'm going to go ask. For y'all, I'm going to ask them. Did they tell you? Did they, did the ministry say they love y'all? How y'all doing today? Did they tell you they love you? Did somebody come up and say hello? Did it say, but if you didn't, look over there and say hello. All right, Mikasa Sukasa, welcome to the body of Christ. What's your name? Katrina? Tishan, Kishan. Okay, he said like she Kishan. That's Dijon right there. Okay, and who are you? Lanaya. Thank you for coming. This is WM Ministry. We just family. Amen. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Oh, we got somebody. What we got? What we got? Oh, my goodness. How you doing? Hey, Kira, how you doing? Kira, this is everybody. Everybody, this is Kira. Y'all speak to them. Show them love. This may, they may never, never come back again, but they want to be like, hey, this place where they loved us. So I told y'all, don't go, don't come to my grace. I tell my pastor, I love you. I ain't going to hear you then. I need to hear you now. I need to see you and feel you now. Ain't that right? You got to take time and administer God's love. I got a question before I get started. It said, God love that resides in us. I got a question. How come if that is true, that God is love and God, now you're born of God, correct? How come love seems to be the hardest fruit to manifest in a believer. How come it's the hardest? There, there should be no schism. There should be no conflict between two believers. <laughs> there shouldn't be any contention between two believers. Somebody not a believer. Isn't that something? How is it that a daughter doesn't speak to their mother and they both believers? How, how can that be? But we say we believers. See, this year I told you we're going to be authentic. Nothing like a hypocrite believer. Now we're going to be real. Genuine. 
authentic believers. I mean, if we're going to be imitators of our father. Isn't that right? My goodness. Don't y'all love to worship? You do. Dustin, I love the way you worship. Not that I was watching, but I'm a shepherd, so. It's something about a man. Y'all listen to me, ladies, because women want a man that can worship. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. You, at least here, you, you want a man who know worship, how to worship God. It, it's going to be very hard for him to lead his family if he cannot worship God. Then the women just went off. So men, you, you watching or you might want to when it come to worship. And a woman know when you faking the worship. Yes, you do. That's the Bible, right? I'm talking about. See, that's why it's more women in church than men, because they know they love worship. Men, it's hard. Now, I ain't talking about. They love the presence of God. It is hard. Men. See, women love the presence of God. And Adam and Eve were created to be in the presence of God. Is that right? So you were designed to be there permanently in the presence of God. That's why, men, it's so hard for us to worship. So it's just beautiful to see a man throw his hands up. Ain't nobody tell him. And right just and smile that glow this shot this lighten up the whole place. You stay right there, Dustin. Don't let nothing take that from you. All you gotta do is fight the good fight of faith. That's the only battle that you need to fight. Is the good fight of faith. So I'm gonna get into my message, but I need some things you just got to say first. Another thing, the Bible says that we are um, to pray in the spirit because it builds you up on your most holy faith. See, this is why a lot of people come to church. They want to come in. They want to come out because they have no spiritual stamina. And because we come in, we come in carnal in our carnality, which is based in time. In the spirit, there is no time, no space, no distance. We should be upset when we got to depart from each other. Yeah. Did y'all hear what I said? We as the body of Christ, we should be upset when I got to leave you. Because the Bible said we pull strength from one another. We are to keep the bond of unity. But most of us, that bond of unity has to be because we're here and not when we depart. When my wife go to work and I go, when I go, I go, listen, we still unified. We're not separate. We still, my love, she can still feel my love. And I can still feel hers. 
So here, we, we come, we want to rush in and rush. I'm sad when I got to leave you. I can't see Harold when I come in. I'm sad when I got to depart from him. We should be like that. This talk, we're talking about real believers. So we come because there is no spiritual stamina. I need 20 minutes and I got to go. But if we were in the spirit, there is no time, no space, no distance. You see what I'm saying? So this is why we come into church and it's like, oh, hurry up. I've got to go. Because you're in your flesh. You're in your carnality where time is. Be upset when I got to leave. That's it? All right. Hmm. You were designed to be in the presence of God where there is no time. Adam. So now we got the rush. And I hate to rush when it comes definitely to the word of God. <laughs> what is that now, Tracy? <laughs> oh, so we have build up. So I'm going to help you build up some spiritual stamina. Yeah. <laughs> Man, take this, please. <laughs> hey, got it. All right. So I've been teaching about this year that there are going to be two realities that you're going to be living in. Fear or faith? That which reality y'all going to live in? <laughs> you sure? I mean, only I heard like a couple of people, so I guess you're going to live in fear. <laughs> That's right. No covenant with fear or no covenant with death. So, I'm, I'm still on the subject, but I kind of had a little side kind of note that I want to get into. Can I, can I get into it? You know, my side note's got 10 pages. Can I? So we want to really be equipped this year. I mean, the last, the pandemic had so many people, the body of Christ lived in such fear and not faith. When? Will we actually start believing God and trusting him for his word? He said, fear not. I've stripped the earth from harming you. If you drink any deadly poison, you will not die. I mean, we, when are we going to actually say he's coming back looking for faith? Well, if he come back in the church's rapture, well, where is he going to find faith? When is you, how do you know you believe God? When everything going good? It's easy to believe God then, ain't it? Yeah, it is. But it's hard to believe God when you don't lost your job, your car, your house, your loved one. Everybody, this is the question they ask. Where is God? Well, where was God then? He's still on his throne the same place he's always been. 
He's immovable. You are movable. You, what helps you not be immovable is that you are sober-minded. Hello? Oh, this is a teaching ministry. Jesus said, come and learn of me. So let's learn of him. Hmm. So since we're going to be, you know, what, what's, what's funny is that Satan don't create nothing new. If something worked before, he's going to use it again. Like he hasn't created anything since a lie. Because a lie still works. Isn't that right? He didn't say, let's not use lies anymore. No, he's still using lies. Because they still work. He's still producing after his kind, liars. Y'all all right? Okay. He is the father of lies. So I kind of titled this side note is, What Touches God's Heart? Hmm. What touches God's heart? The real secret of becoming great in the kingdom is when you can touch the heart of God. And we all stand in that potential. All, every, the least, everyone stands in that potential to touch the heart of God. Hmm. So we should never be in competition with one another. Between two believers, no way. My church better than your church. All right. <laughs> there are a few people in the Bible who really touched God's heart. And the response to them was miraculous. Their lives were permanently changed. Men like King David. <laughs> King David touched the God of heart, cut to God's heart. He said, matter of fact, he said, King David is a man after my own heart. Even you mean you the, the, the murderer, the sinner. God said, oh, he still touched my heart. Mm. I mean, he didn't even know he was a murderer. Until he was put in the situation where he had to make a choice. And he did. And it's funny that God said, David, if you had asked me such and such, I would have given it to you. Mm. People like John the Beloved. <laughs> he always put that in there. He did. The Beloved of John. I'm letting you know I loved him. Like you should. Uh, Pastor Rod, the beloved. Chishma, the beloved of God. See, you see how it's not arrogant, it's not prideful. It's truth. Aren't you beloved of God? Okay. Ben David, Ben David. That just meant son of David. That's how they introduce everybody back in the day. Okay, y'all right. Men like Abraham. 
Mm-hmm. Touch the heart of God. Mm. Men like the satyrian. Touch the heart of God. And Jesus said, I haven't seen such faith in all Jerusalem. One man. One man. And all he did was believe. Sin. He said, listen, it's not, I'm not even worthy to come to the house. Send your word only. Beloved of God. And this is my son, Jesus. Beloved of God. He hadn't done one miracle. He hadn't done anything yet. But he was beloved of God. Say, I'm beloved of God. God. See, that changed your attitude about who you are. Jesus, my God, touched the heart of God. What does? What touches that? Hmm. Men like Nicodemus. Touch the heart of God. These were people who went beyond, watch this, the hand of God and touched God's heart. A lot of us just like this hand. Do this, do that. Mm. Mm. This will lead us, watch this teacher, into the mystery of this sacrifice. Mm. First Samuel. <laughs> uh, one twenty one amplified, please. First Samuel chapter one at verse twenty one. And Elkanah. And all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and pay his vow. Mm. Elkanah was a priest. And it said right here, just he went up. It said his whole house went up to make the yearly sacrifice. Everybody. Okay, all right. Psalms 50 and 5. Psalm chapter 50 at verse 5. Gather together to me, my saints, those who have found grace in my sight, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. What touches the heart of God? Hmm. When you learn the power of sacrifice, God will begin to test you with certain instructions. Y'all are right. So what is it that touches the heart of God when it comes to sacrifice? Is it money? Is it clothes? Is it, is it your life? What is it about sacrifice of Jesus? What was it about the sacrifice of Jesus on that cross, man of God? 
that touched the heart of God that translated to the salvation of men, of all men. What is it about sacrifice to God? What is this thing? What is it? My goodness, Jesus. What is it about sacrifice? Of the willingness of Abraham to lay Isaac down. What is it about sacrifice? That touches the heart of God. And everyone in here has stands in that potential. Every last one of you. I don't care how long you... You just came into the kingdom a few minutes ago. Oh, you've been in it for 30 years. It, it never gets old. You can never out use it. Okay. All right. Hold on. So what touches the heart of God when it comes to sacrifice? Wow. What is it about Elijah that brought fire down from heaven? Mm. What is it about sacrifice that the Bible says that a few people bonded themselves that they would not eat or drink, watch this, until Paul was dead? Mm. Listen, go ahead, do your thing. You want to run out, move out the way. All right. So listen. Sacrifice, teacher, is a law in the realm of the spirit. It's a law. Sacrifice is a spiritual law that has been abused by the kingdom of darkness as well as the kingdom of light. Hmm. All right. Got one. There you go. But watch this. But it's been abused by the kingdom of darkness. That is a law that has been practiced without truly understanding. But it's a law that if when understood can produce a miracle out of anyone. My God, he gave us something here. Listen, this law that is respected among amongst occultists and Satanists. They respect this law of sacrifice. You will never come to them or hobblers. You will never come to them empty-handed. A sacrifice is always required. Come on, some of y'all know about juju and all this stuff. Come on. Hmm. Y'all all right? Okay. It's respected amongst the occultists and Satanists. My goodness. Listen. Sacrifice is one of the four pillars. I'm pum, watch this, which love sits on. Woo! Come on, I got somebody feeling this thing.
Sacrifice is one of the four pillars upon, upon which love sits on. The word love, which is the very nature of God himself, is what's natural for him. Not hate. Love is his nature. It's who he is. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. The love of God rests on four pillars. Ephesians 3, 17 through 19, man of God. Y'all all right? Yes, right? Stay with me. Stay awake. Stay alert. Stay alive. Ephesians chapter 3 at verse 17. May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deeply in love and founded securely on love. Verse 18. That you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. Mm. What is the breadth and length and height and depth of it? Mm. Verse 19. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, mm. which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself mm, mm, mm. good gracious did y'all hear that those are the four pillars that love rests on. The breath, the length, the depth, and the height. So you heard those. But the revelation teacher of those is this. Number one, we say breath, length, depth, and height. But the revelation of those words, number one, is passion. Number two is commitment. Number three is pleasure. And number four is sacrifice. That's the revelation of the breath, the length, the depth, and the height. Y'all all right? Hmm. There are four pillars that love rests on. If you know, if you want to know love, watch this. If you want to know love completely, you must sit, you must see it expressed, watch this, in those four dimensions. Y'all okay? All right, let's look at that. Let's look at that. Let's look at that. If these four dimensions are not captured in your idea of love, then never talk about <laughs> that you love God. Never say it. Don't even talk about it. If these four dimensions, the revelation of those, passion, commitment, pleasure, and sacrifice, if those are not 
captured in love. You don't love. Okay. All four of these dimensions must be captured for it to be called love. Three out of the four is not love. It has to be all four. And you are capable of that. My God. Mm -mm -mm. Let's look at it real quick. Passion. The first dimension of love is passion. There is no love if there can if that passion can't be expressed, if that love can't be expressed or that passion can't be expressed in love. There is no love. Y'all all right? It, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm, I'm trying to get us there. It, it does. It, but true love. Watch this. I know. But true love in First Corinthians 13, it says true love is with God and man. So you can't exclude one or the other. So love is not complete until it's shared. Okay. So we're, we're talking about what touches the heart of God. Okay. You need to know these things. Passion. It is impossible to love without passion. <clears throat> okay. So we don't. So we're examining ourselves, you know. After the fact, but you know. All right, this is how we we do it. <laughs> All right, if you hear this teaching, if you can hear this teaching, God is going to reveal for us many, for many of us, uh, the mistake we are making. Wow. Whether we love, whether we love, uh, you know, relationships, or whether we actually are in love with our marriage, the, the spouse, or if we even are walking with God. See, deception is just bad. Deception, and then self-deception is the worst kind of deception. Passion. Your passion for a thing. Watch this. You need to hear this. Listen to this. Passion is a strong, extravagant fondness of something or someone. Hmm. Your passion for a thing or person is measured by your enthusiasm. Means Enthusiasm means intent and eager enjoyment. Interest or approval. You cannot say you love a person or you love a thing and instinctively there is no desire. Y'all okay? Passion is called intense enthusiasm, compelling desire. Even administration qualities to be called, it had to be passion, to be passionate. Y'all understand? Watch this. The proof that you are passionate about a person or a thing is your pursuit. 
pursuit is the proof of your passion. Y'all all right? Tell me, like, do I love God? Do I really love God? I'm married, but I'm still pursuing my wife. Hello? Passion is intense, compelling desire. The proof that you're passionate about anything, about anything or any person, it is your pursuit. Pursuit is proof of your passion. People say they love being, you know, whatever, an artist. Where's your pursuit? I'm in business. Uh, but I'm, I'm not pursuing business. I just have one. Then you don't love. You don't love that business. Because the proof is your pursuit after it. Y'all all right? <laughs> See how we deceive? I love God. See, we think I I am still pursuing what I love. My wife. You. I'm still pursuing. It's proof. My desire is proof that I love you. My God, my God, my God. Mm. When you love someone, when you love, listen, when you are in love with someone or something, you are willing, watch this. Oh, y'all not going to like this. You are willing to be vulnerable enough to pursue that personality (laughs) To pursue that idea that cannot be, listen, it cannot be passion. When there is, watch this, shameless in your pursuit. Towards God. Towards men. There are many relationships, many marriages and business ideas. That do not have passion attached to them. You got people doing stuff for for ministries and and husband and wife. But there's no passion behind it. God. Y'all all right? (laughs) Yes, our children are at another level. Listen to what I'm telling y'all. There shouldn't be any shame in your pursuit. You, if you are pursuing God, you shouldn't be ashamed to mention God to anybody. 
listen to this. So the individual may say they love this type of business or they love this type of work. But you will never see pursuit. I love my job, but you're late all the time. I love coming to church, but you're late all the time. Okay. I should see your. Do y'all see my passion? I'm relentless with my passion. I'm, I'm relentless for passion of my mind and my body. I'm passionate. You should see the proof of my pursuit. Every day when you text me, where am I at? It's my pursuit. I'm, I love working out. I love. So I pursue it all the time. I love my wife. I'm still pursuing her. In other ways, all the time. I'm just talking to the marriages right now. Sure will. I certainly will. I certainly will. But let's keep it right here. Okay. People say this is <laughs> people say this all the time. I love this person. People say this all the time. I love this person. I love my husband. I love my wife. But there is no desire for pursuit. Y'all okay? I need to pause right there. Oh, you said pause apart. Okay. People say this all the time. There's no desire for the pursuit. I'm, I'm a musician. But it, I'm a psalmist. I, I love doing what I do. But there's, re I, there's really no desire or pursuit. Because I would have had at least five albums out by now. Because my love is going to produce. I don't told y'all, go to the grave. The grave is the most talented, richest place on earth, the graveyard. The graveyard is the most fruitful and talented place. Everybody died with everything in them. Nothing came out. They took it to the grave. The books, the the screenplays and, you know, everything. They took it to the grave. They did not produce it because they didn't really love it. Because if you love something, you have a desire and you will pursue it. See, see, but I'm getting to it, but I'm really talking about sacrifice. I'm going to get there. Hmm. Y'all all right. I got to keep asking because I'm not sure people don't look like they're smiling. 
Many people say they love Jesus. I love the things of God. But there is no pursuit. The first dimension of love that must be worked in our life is pursuit. Hmm. All right. My goodness, teacher. Let me see if I can jump because I got to save some time. I mean, I could take my time. Mm, okay. Okay. No, no, this is good, y'all. This is good. Let me see. Let me move over here. Oh, I have. I have a whole lot. I have a whole lot here and here. And I'm just kind of today kind of zeroing in on the sacrifice. Okay. But I'm going to I'm going to come back and I want to teach on all of this again. Okay. So commitment. Commitment is number two. These are the four pillars. These are the four revelation pillars of breath, depth, length and height. Passion, commitment, pleasure and sacrifice. These are the revelations of those words. And the number two is commitment. The staying power to remain. The staying power once you enter in to remain. The the staying power once you enter into the gym to remain. The staying power once you decide to eat right to remain. Y'all all right? I'm just coming where you at. That's all. If you love me, you, listen, you will remain. Jesus didn't quit. He didn't say he dropped this cross because these people sinned and they don't love me. Because he was committed to the Father, to his word. Commitment is the staying power to remain. So many believers do not have the staying power to remain. Y'all all right? <laughs> the second dimension is the staying power to remain. This is the second dimension. It's so, it's so funny, though. That's the second dimension of love. I'm, I'm really not defining love. I'm really... I'm really um, just describing the dimensions of love. Commitment. Everybody say commitment. Commitment. Mm-hmm. commitment is the willingness to give your time, your energy, yourself to something or someone you believe in. Oh, we're going to be real believers. I don't know about anybody else, but... I'm going to be a real believer. My God. There is no emotion in commitment. There is no emotions 
in commitment. Hot dog. I mean, can y'all understand where we're going here? Woo! There is no emotions. There is none. Listen, listen. You, you might, somebody might have talked. You might have heard me say it. This now. There is no emotions to commitment. None is needed. Mm. Commitment, teacher, is a product of your belief. Could God? Could God? Maybe nobody got that one. I believe in our marriage. Therefore, I'm committed. I have staying power no matter what. I'm committed. Y'all not, y'all not. I'm using the marriage because this is what we're in with God. A marriage. A covenant. A relationship. See, a lot of times we, we, we hear these type of words and we act like it's not obtainable, but it is. It is obtainable. You just don't understand the word sacrifice or love. So it seems like it just can't happen for you. There is no emotions needed in commitment. Commitment is a product of your belief. Commitment is a state or quality of being dedicated. <laughs> there's, a, there's another synonym for that. Commitment is dedication. You know how committed a person is by their dedication. Watch this. Commitment is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Y'all ready? Woo! Maybe y'all ain't understanding. You know how committed a person is by their dedication. Watch this. Commitment is an engagement or an obligation that restricts freedom of action. Of someone or something. So commitment can create restrictions in your life. The love of God, watch this, constrains. 
Second Corinthians. So you can't talk about, you can't leave Corinthians, but you're going to talk about the power. You're going to talk about, love, man, love. All right, come on. Second Corinthians 5. Uh, 14. And I'll tell you when to stop. Y'all all right? Are we learning? You sure? Okay. How we learn in the, in the, in the, in the kingdom? We learn by what? Experience. On the job training. See, when you go to school, it's a lot of theoretical stuff. Probability, what could happen. But on the job is happening. Y'all all right? On the job is happening. Your life right now is happening. <laughs> Y'all okay? Okay, come on. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 at verse 14. For the love of Christ controls and urges and impels us. Mm. Because we are of the opinion and conviction that if one died for all, then all died. Verse 15. Go ahead. And he died for all so that all those who live might live no longer to and for themselves. But to and for him who died and was raised again for their sakes. Verse 16. Mm -hmm. Consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view in terms of natural standards of value. No, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man, yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. Mm. Verse 17. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, mm. a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Look at that. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Verse 18. But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation, mm. of the restoration to favor. So we are Christ's ambassadors, yes, Lord. God making his appeal, as it were, through us. We as Christ's personal representatives, beg of you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. Verse 21. There you go. For our sake, he made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as being in and examples of the righteousness of God. 
what we ought to be. Mm. Approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. These, what you heard, if you put it all together, these are all actions that are restricted or that restricts us. Because of commitment. Y'all are right. You know, there was a time where I, I, I was really running my business and, and doing ministry at the same time. And, I, and I'm up. I'm still up at 3 a.m. So I find myself always up, right? And you have to, uh, you know, work at 8.30 in the morning. But it's 3 o'clock and I'm up working. But I got to go to work. But I'm up working, doing all this other kind of stuff for, for my business and drawing, right? And I'm tired, but something else has obsessed me more than the discomfort of sleep. It's my commitment to my vision. So many people believe, don't miss what I just said. You're up working. You're doing a lot of things. But something else has obsessed you. My commitment. My commitment to my vision overrides the discomfort of my sleep. Do y'all get it? It's my commitment. Mm. So many people, believers, are not committed to anything. You run away from commitment. We are afraid of restrictions that commitment brings. That's why people don't like to come to church all the time. They're not committed. I want to be able to get out and and watch the game or socialize. Or, oh, I'm going to get into it if I can, but I probably don't have time. You have to come back next week. I'm going to finish it. Don't trust me. You, you ain't going to let you get away with this. I'm not going to let you get away with this. Okay. His pleasure is the next one. All right. I, I guess I got to ask teacher, what, what you want me to do? She said, well, I can't do it now. She said, oh, my God. Well, y'all know I really want <laughs> See, it's, it's hard. Did you get anything? I, I mean, I got a whole lot here. We, God really love us. I got two out of the four pillows. Two out of the four pillows. I'm passionate. And I'm committed. I have a desire. And I pursue it. That's what love is. I ain't even got to sacrifice yet. I'm just setting you up. 
let you go ahead and go. I love you, Pastor. Love you too. Amen. I love you, people of God. Wow. God has been gracious to us today. Amen. This message was delightful in the most divine way. We do have to learn to condition ourselves to have spiritual endurance. Amen. But until we get there, time will always be an issue for us. And that will always cause us to arrive or get to the place that God will have us to be. Longer because we can't endure hearing the preach word. I just want us to know where we're at and where we need to be. I want to thank the psalmist, the minstrels. Thank you for your time with the Lord, your, your spiritual growth and development. I perceive it. I see it. I'm grateful. I speak God's blessing, his blessing, his favor upon each and every worship leader, minstrel, psalmist. Everyone has committed themselves to express, proclaim the sound of God's heart through an instrument, through their vocals, your time of practice, your time of sacrifice. God is the one that see and know all. Continue to do it unto the Lord. Bring him glory. Thank you, Minister Al. You are truly a teacher. I love the spirit of joy that was resting upon you. It's great to see liberation and the heaviness of the care of the world off of the people of God. I, can, I speak that you continue to walk in freedom and deliverance and enjoying the peace that God has intended for you and your household. Blessings and favor. My God. This is the real way to prophesy and speak over each other. You can prophesy and speak God's blessing. And cursing be far away from your home. Amen. I thank everyone who came out today to serve the Lord. This is a sacrifice, but it's not a reasonable service. Amen. Our hearts was as one. This is my continued prayer that we come and gather as one, worship as one, praise as one. Grow as one. Prosper as one. Amen. 
Your hard work has already paid off. The struggles that you think you're still experiencing as part of the journey, this is why you should rejoice. And then again, rejoice. Because what he has for you, I'm a witness. All of my turmoil and everything that I went through prior to meeting my husband. Abusive relationship, physically, emotionally, financially, you name it all. But he turned my captivity. Yes, yeah, Shakira, he turned my captivity, baby. He turned my captivity, and it was as I was dreaming. So much so, Shakira, that I really said, Lord God, I must be dying. Life is too good. And guess what? I hadn't hit the lotto. That's when people say life is real good. You, you got, you know, whatever, a billion dollars, whatever it is. And well, look, the joy and the goodness of God overtook me. And when I married this man of God, I cried for 30 days nonstop. I would just look at him. And, and disbelief kissed me because all the suffering I went through, all the physical abuse in the marriage, working three jobs, and I had a husband, and I was going to school, and I was going to seminary school. I was academic school and seminary school and having to physically fight. And I was a minister. But God. I was so much afraid for my life. At one point, I had a handgun in my Bible case. This is how my ex-husband would attack me. So when I tell you, it's by experience. All the things you experience in life, not having, struggling, the struggle, the struggle. And I'm walking everywhere. I had no car to drive. I'm walking. My, my check has been gone. And I'm still coming to the house of the Lord and praising. No one knew what I was going through. I didn't walk with my head down. I, I walked with my head up knowing where my help was coming from. I testify of his goodness that he's not finished with you. He's not finished with you.
He's not finished with you. He's not finished with you. He's not finished with you. He is not finished with you. He's not finished with you. He's not. He's not finished with us. If you can believe. He's not finished with you. He said, the things that I have for you, they're fenced in, reserved. Ah, no one can get it. But you just need to endure for a little while longer. Just endure. You're going to start reaping tears of joy. Because that's what I did. I laid down in bed and I said, Lord God, I said, if, if I continue to, if you just permit me to have a reasonable amount of health and strength, I get up and do this all over again. Because I believe you. Because this is not the life that you intended for me. I was in high pursuit of the life that God had intended for me. I was refused the life that was presented. And when you know and you don't settle and say this is just going to be the way that it is because this has been the 10 years of my life or so. I don't take ownership of what's not mine. And that was not my life. The altar is now open for those who stand in need of prayer. You need a breakthrough. You need a suddenly. You, you need the breaker to come in the midst of your life. Come on up. You need the breaker. You need the breaker. And I believe, and I'm going to commit, and I'm going to be disciplined, Father, to look to walk out the statues of your word so I can have access to the life that you have intended for me to have. Come now. Don't allow the enemy to hold you back. You need knowledge. You need wisdom. You need counsel. You need direction. You need the strength of the Lord to turn your back on the world so that you can receive the life that Christ has for you. Come now. Come now. Come now.
Don't believe the enemy lies. Don't believe her. Stop believing the enemy. Stop believing the enemy. Stop believing the enemy. He is the father of lies. Stop believing him. Stop believing him. This is not it. This is not the light that he intended for you to have, God says. He said, this is not it. Be in hot pursuit of that light. Don't believe the enemy. He is a liar. He's lying about your children. He's lying about your marriage. He's lying about your mind. He's lying about your finance. Don't believe him. Don't believe him. He's lying about your mind. He lies about the conversation. He lies about people like you or don't like you. He's a liar. He's a liar. Stop believing him. Stop believing him. He's holding you hostage. He's holding the things that God has for you hostage. Because you believe the lie. He's holding hostage your promotion. He's holding hostage your health. He's holding hostage a healthy marriage. He's holding hostage your songs rocket. He's holding hostage. He's holding hostage. The lyrics that you would sing, Gorobasha. He's holding hostage. He's holding hostage, brother. It's demonic. Not to commune with each other. This is how we grow. He's a liar. That something's different about me. And I have to stand off from the rest of the people. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar about your salary. He's a liar about your relationship with him. He's a liar about your prayer life. You are close with God. You're in a sister. He's a liar. He's a liar. Satan is a liar. He's a father of lies. He's lying about your children. He's lying about your children. They're worshippers. He's a liar. You're worshippers. You're worshippers. Put up your hands. He's a liar. Satan is a liar. Your parents are saved. So your prayers sanctify you because they're sanctified. 
God Satan is a liar. Korobasiya, he korobasete, korobase, ha korobasi, a korobasata. He's a liar. Korobasa, your worshiper. Korobasete, korobasi, a korobase, ha korobasi, a korobasete. He's a liar. Korobasiya. He's lying about your husband. You got to stand before him. And you wake up in the morning. And you speak to Satan. And say you're a liar. You're a liar about my husband. You're a liar where he won't be. He's called to be my side. He loves me. And I just have to break through. I can't receive the lie. I receive the truth about my marriage. I receive the truth about my relationship, my husband's relationship with God. I will sanctify him because I'm a sanctified wife. And my sanctification is going to destroy the yoke upon this life. He's a liar. Satan lying to you. He's lying to you about your condition. He's lying to you about your physical body. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar about any addiction. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. Satan is a liar. We're calling him out. We're exposing the enemy. He's a liar for anything that would disturb your marriage. He's a liar. He's a liar about this physical body. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. Feel the life in your legs. Feel the life. He's a liar. Don't believe him not another moment again. Stop sitting back and receiving his declaration of your life. He the word is enough. The word is enough. I don't need to go nowhere else and seek an answer. The answer is in the word of God. He is my answer. He is my strong tower. That's who you run to. That's what you run to. Satan is a liar. He's a liar. You keep fighting, woman of God. You keep fighting. You keep fighting. You keep coming. You keep coming. He's a liar. He says it's not working. You keep going to church. Ain't nothing changing. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. He's a liar. Satan is a liar. He's a father of lies. Uncloak him in your life. Uncloak the enemy. Uncloak the enemy. Uncloak the enemy. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar over everything he's trying to hold back and keep trying to stir up. You can't lay back. You can't go easy on him. You go after him. Stop letting him ride up to your home with your front door. He don't even ring the bell. He kick your door in. And you let him in. He's a liar. He's a liar about your marriage. He's a liar about your mind. He is a liar. Get that baby. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar, Q. 
you are worthy you have worth and you have value the enemy is a liar he's a liar that's right don't ever give up don't ever give up I don't care how you feel let them your hands you got to be free you got to be free you must you must you must be free he's a liar man he's a liar get aggressive with darkness get aggressive with darkness he's a liar you're going after the truth so he's going to come more after you when you make up your mind to serve God wholeheartedly he attacks your body he tries to stop you he's a liar pursue him pursue him with everything that you got I'm a witness and you're going to come before the church and you're going to you're going to bow down and you're going to weep and cry and you're going to say my God is God my God is God and you're going to change a lot of youth lives a lot of young men because you're going to know God is God you're no longer going to be church you're no longer going to be church you're going to have a relationship a deep intimacy with God and you're going to say God is God because he's going to turn your whole life around he's going to turn your whole life around you're going to work through power and demonstration Holy Spirit's going to rest on you if you pursue him with everything you got everything you got everything you got everything you got everything everything you got my God is not a liar he can't lie he's a promise keeper he's a promise keeper Shamir oh come on he's a promise keeper oh my God he's a liar it's time to come up it's time to come up man of God it's time to come up it's time to be bold in the Lord it's time to speak the word of God it's time to live the life it's time to exalt God it's time for you to walk in things you never walked in before it's time for you to be free be free be free stop trying to be be free be free be free and live totally from God and not people's opinion anymore go on and serve the Lord without any more condemnation no more guilt go ahead and live for God freely man of God freely freely because you can have a story to tell you can have a story to tell you're gonna have a story to tell don't sit back anymore this relationship this union must go forth it's not time to sit back it's not time to be quiet y'all must be aggressive aggressive in your covenant aggressive in evangelizing healing to this body you must be healed healed set free and delivered from your past Satan is a liar Monday night we will be here at 8 p.m. I am real aggressive about deliverance. I'm real aggressive about dismantling satanic altars that we have built because of what we believe. We have inadvertently worshiped darkness through accepting the lies of Satan. At 8 p.m. on tomorrow night, we will be here. This will be a time for restoration. This will be a time to understand the going back in the great need to the heart of prayer. But not only that, but working and, and living in the power of God.
If you are available, come. If you want to be changed, radically come. If you're in hot pursuit of the presence of God and to be able to remain there, come. This is what he has done. It's time for us to take back everything that the enemy that we have given over to him we said stolen but we allow him to come in our home and the house and our hearts where there's no room for God to speak for you to hear him because we receive the lies of Satan is time to prepare to remove all your idols in your life. This is time for you to be vulnerable tomorrow night. No more lying about who you are and where you're at. Only those who truly want to walk and the power that the apostles walked in come tomorrow at 8 p.m. This here may be ongoing thing. I don't know how often, but God initially gave me this. So I'm just going to give you what he gave me. I believe this is the precursor to it. I think we did the offering. Bring your tithes and offering to the house if we did not do it. Sow your spiritual seed. Amen. We have boxes on the left and on the right. It's definitely a word, an experience, encounter with God today. Give cheerfully what you have purpose in your heart to your God. Amen. Ah. We thank God. He's truly visited this place. And we did know it. Oh, oh he's worthy. I can't close up. If I close out, I'm going to be out. Elders, sometimes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We glorify you. We honor you, Jesus. We exalt you in this place, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. That we will believe your promises, God. We will not receive the lives of the enemy. We will believe all what you said about us, Jesus. We will believe all that's what you said about us, Jesus. That we are healed. We are delivered. 
We are set free, Jesus. We will believe what you have said about us, Jesus. We will believe what you have said about us, Jesus. We will believe what you have said about us. We're healed. We're whole. We're free, Jesus. We are delivered. We are your people. And we go in your peace. We go in your glory. Knowing who you are and who we serve. Hallelujah. I serve the great I am. I serve the God Almighty. I serve you, God. I serve the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Let the enemy know who you serve. Let the enemy know who you serve. Hallelujah, Jesus. I serve the great I am. I serve the healer. I serve the liver. I serve the keeper of my mind and my body. This is a war of words. Free to let him know who you serve. I serve the great I am. I serve the king of kings. I serve the Lord of lords. I do not receive. I do not conceive what the enemy has said. I'm healed. I'm whole. I am delivered. Me and my children and generations to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go forth in power. Go forth in might. We are not defeated. We are not overwhelmed. We're not cast down. I serve the great I am. I serve the king of kings. You have to let the enemy know who you serve. I serve you, God. Hallelujah. <laughs>